This is 100.7 KPXI, and it's time for Out to Pasture, a weekly show that takes a look back at recent events in Henderson and Russ County and looks ahead at some of the upcoming events around the area. It's Out to Pasture. Now, here's Jimmy Holmes and Matt Golson. Well, Matt, we're back in the studio. Oh, man, that was a nice break, though. Gave the entire Out to Pasture staff the week off for Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. We're just those kind of guys. Sent them all home, told them, go be with your loved ones. Enjoy that time. Enjoy that time, and come back next week ready to put on a great show, and here we are. And our audience probably was happy, too. So, <laughs> Well, you know, I told Mark when the... We talked about uh, what to do with the show last week, and said, well, let's just let's take a week off. And I said, well, you know, really, it's probably okay, because truth be known, you and I were probably having dinner with our entire audience. Well, that's really what we were doing, is taking time off from the show and actually being with our fans. That's it. Spend a little time with the fans. Family, whichever. You know, it's interchangeable, really. So It's about as big as it's going to get. <laughs> Will everything go okay at your place for Thanksgiving? Uh, the time I was there, yes. Now, you had a quick in and out. Yes. I, it, it actually was kind of nice. I mean, it was so sad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, had everyone come over to the house and... You know, uh, can I can I share a story? I think you probably should. Okay, my mother-in-law will kill me, but <laughs> if we are ever late to her house for a meal, let's say Sunday after church, you know, sometimes I have things come up, being the pastor, okay, and I might not be able to leave immediately. And if we ever go to their house, she'll text us, "Are y'all almost here?" Yes, we're we're halfway there, or something like that. Well, it's Thanksgiving, and I have five hundred people at my house. And it's almost 1 o'clock. Uh-oh. And guess who's not there? She's not there. She's not there. She was on the other foot. And I took a picture of the clock on the oven and <laughs> sent it to her just to uh, prove that at 12.57 p.m. she was not there. She was not there. And I almost had a riot. People, wow. They were getting hungry. Uh, when they get hungry and angry, they get hangry, uh-huh. as, as Trace Segura says. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad situation. She finally got there and... She had some excuse. I, I didn't really listen. I don't know. <laughs> but because she was late, we ate late, and that cut into my nap that I did not get because we had to leave at 2 o'clock, Levi and I did, to go to the A&M game. Well, now that's created a problem. Yeah. If she's cut into the nap time after Big the problem. turkey. See, Levi got his nap on the way down there. Sure he did. Well, I didn't. I didn't have a nap at all. I came back. We got back at the house about 1.30 a.m. Ooh. It was a great trip. I mean, except for us getting beat. But. <laughs> yeah, in my house, that game was on the television, so I was sitting on the couch watching it. I yeah. didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, see, I listened to the Cowboys game on the way down there, watched the A&M game. Then coming back, I tried to find something to listen to. And, uh, of course, Levi, all he was concerned about was, are we going to stop at Bucky's? Oh, he's focused. He was focused. I'm like, you know we're going to the game. Yeah, 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 but what about Bucky's? <laughs> yeah, we'll stop. <laughs> well, you and I and our families had a big Thanksgiving dinner over at that uh, big place over in the over in Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Grove. The Grove. It was nice. From the name of it, I thought it was going to be one of those uh, suspense movie episodes. The Grove. The Grove. The Grove. Specialties. <laughs> <laughs> but turned out it was pretty... Yeah. Pretty good place. I mean, I have a, a, I don't know if you call it a cafe. Anyways, you can go pick up a meal. But then they have this huge restaurant inside, outside, fire pits. Oh, it is decorated. It is nice. Somebody really invested some, there is some, some time and energy in that. Moolah. And money, too. <laughs> yeah. It is nice. But, you know, I was a little disappointed. I mean, you, you know, we got over there and looked at that menu, and, and I was in that rare mood where I wanted to order some fish. Well, you, don't, you don't even like fish. I don't even like fish. You know, my my fish taste runs to fried catfish, 
Well, I mean, that's pretty well I'll, stops. Yeah, that's all you really need. So I'm looking over this menu. There's no fried catfish on the menu. It's a little fancy for that. You know, a little yeah. frou-frou. So I settle on this Branzino. Oh, Branzino. The Branzino. <laughs> so the guy comes out, and I ask him, yeah, what's, what's this Branzino? Because you know, I want to know, how close is that to fried catfish is what I want to know. <laughs> he gives me the whole song and dance. All right, we'll, we'll give it a try. So then he comes back. Uh, well, another guy comes back. Oh, yeah. We had he, about eight waiters. Right, yeah. They, I don't know if they were I, that's out to pastor staff. <laughs> I, I think that's what happened. I think it's like in the movies when those food critics show up and everybody panics. Yeah. You know, it's the out to pastor guys. We had like eight waiters. So the second one comes over and he says, Mr. I have some bad news. I'm sorry. But the Branzino is not available tonight. It'll be available tomorrow, but not tonight. So, well, what, you know, what are we going to do? He says, well, we're, we're going to replace that. With the Chilean sea bass. Yes, he's like, we have a nice Chilean sea bass that, you know. Just laying around. Yeah. I mean, who has a Chilean sea bass? <laughs> but my favorite part was when I turned to you and said, now, how did he think I was ever going to know the difference between a Branzino and a Chilean sea bass? And you said, from their accent. <laughs> I was on that night. Yeah, you were on point. Yeah. Well, I mean, the accent definitely gives it away. The accent gives it away. Much more Mediterranean versus the South American <laughs> <Yeah>. dialect. <laughs> One report, too, I got a call from our buddy Luke and them. They had a little road trip for Thanksgiving. Had a little dietary story he wanted to share as well. He he apparently found himself at some point. This is kind of one of those four Christmas movie episodes. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're making the rotation, hitting all the aunts and uncles and cousins, and they end up at one location around noon. And were invited to partake of the gluten-free and dairy-free Thanksgiving meal. What they have? Water? He reported that there was some sort of a pan of cauliflower mm. that had been mm. baked up no. and was pretending to be mashed potatoes. No, let's see, that's that's un-American. <laughs> you don't. You think the Pilgrims had a gluten-free, dairy-free? I, I can't imagine. Not, no. <laughs> At my house, I always ask for extra gluten and extra dairy. Yeah, if you're going to do it, do it right. That's what I say. Go big with it. I mean, at my house, we had, well, people are somewhat assigned what to bring, the the big bringers. And then everybody else that's coming can bring whatever. So my mother made the uh, chicken and dressing. Oh. Or chicken and dressing. 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 There's no G on that. Yeah, and, and Jennifer, she went away from Turkey. She got a spiraled cut ham, or two of them, actually. Oh. And then her mother brought, I don't know, something. <laughs> Whatever, when she finally, when she got, finally there, got there, I was already almost in a coma. Was, from, it was cold anyway. Yeah. She was late. So hungry. Well, over at my place, the turkey, my, at my mom's place, well, a couple of things are interesting. One is, you know, my mom raised six boys. So that house that I grew up in where she still lives, it, it's all boy. But then all of us had girls. So for the next generation of kids, it's always been full of little girls at events like Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, now it's gone back the other way. Now all of the girls are having kids, and they're having boys. And so this year we're down at Mom's house, and the place is just swarmed with little boys again. And it was the funniest feeling to see it because, except for the last several years, it's all about Barbie dolls and dresses and tutus. And and now people are throwing the ball in the yard and pushing each other. and The way it should be. The <laughs> way God intended. Knocking That's people right. down and stepping on them and st- he took my stuff. Give it back. No, I'm not going to. And a few bloody noses never hurt anyone. Real, real Thanksgiving. Real Thanksgiving. So that was. But at her place, you know, the, the menus are going to include the turkey and the dressing, turkey and dressing, 
and all the fixings. Y'all had fixings. Oh yeah, we had the cranberry sauce with the rings. With the rings or the real yeah. stuff. Don't be bringing that fake stuff. No, this is what got the rings are in. Yeah. So we had all the fixings. But then several years ago, I snuck down there with a pan of country tavern ribs. And let me tell you what, that has become a big hit down there. They're expecting that. And now yeah. it's expected. And I better not be late. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> be late with those country tavern ribs. Well, I, as far as I know, from the pictures I saw on Facebook, people from my family that were posting, it seemed like everyone got along the whole time. I think so at my place, too. It was a weird feeling. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you left early. Yeah, so maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> Well, you got the Christmas tree lights up at your place? Uh, yes, we actually have had the tree up for a few days now. Um, the outside lights are, I've accomplished phase one. Okay. The party shack is done. Oh, you started with your stuff first? Uh, after the inside was done. Okay, all right. But but the real stuff, inside, okay, yeah, that's great. But who, who's going to see the inside? Not many people. The outside is that's, where you bring that's it. That's right. So I've upped my game. Phase one is finished, but now I'm entering phase two this weekend. Moving over to the actual dwelling? To the dwelling, okay. yeah. Phase three might involve the goat pen. I'm not sure. <laughs> it depends how many lights I have left. Well, I made it so far yesterday. I got the tree in the house. I got most of the fluffing done. You have to fluff a tree now. I don't do that. You have to fluff, so there's fluffage going on in my I didn't house. even get the tree out. It, just, it happened without you? Uh, Savannah, Levi, and Tanner. Man. And Jennifer was directing. Well. I, I mean, it was a great. That's a pretty great time. That's a pretty good accomplishment. You can pull that off. But I got that tree out. We got some fluffage going on. I got the the uh, accessories around the doors. And my usual assignment for Christmas decoration is I'll walk to the front gate and hang the two big wreaths on the gate, and that is done. That's a pretty good walk, which, too. Which, for, which means, for the most part, my work here is done. Yeah. And now I just, I'm going to step back and take direction on the rest of this project. Yeah, I've still got some stuff to do, but it's going well. Except half the lights didn't work. One other thing I was going to mention to you, we got to get those things replaced. You know that. Oh, I hate. Uh, what, they were working when I put them up. Hey, I, I think our audience could relate to this. <laughs> I used to leave myself notes. <laughs> I'm not making this up. When I would finally get all that stuff together. I'd put it on a box, and I'd leave myself a note for next year. So the next Christmas, I'd open the box up, and it would say, Jamie, remember, this is supposed to be the happiest time of the year. These lights are probably not going to work, but don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, because every year I'm like, why are these not working? I know. I know. Oh, well. Well, one thing I want to report on before we go to break was that was we had a big event over at the Methodist Church this week. We had the annual Hanging of the Greens. Yeah, I was going to that and kind of forgot, and I was up on my ladder hanging lights and go, oh, oh that's, tonight. that's tonight right now. <laughs> so I was hanging lights. You were kind of hanging. Yeah, I was, I was hanging. I, I was there in spirit. Okay. Well, we had a good turnout. It was a great program, and, and I wanted to mention our, our, our friend John Cunius was there reading some scripture for us from his own translation of the Latin Vulgate. Uh, was it in Latin? Which was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. So it was It was nearly the first ever Hanging of the Greens with Latin subtitles. As sponsored. As featured on Out Pastor. Pastor. yeah. And I also want to report, of course, all the music there was led by a wonderful music director who looked and sounded exactly like Jack Brooks. Do tell. <laughs> he looked exactly sounded just like him. <laughs> we need to get that guy on. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody that can sound like him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's go ahead and take our first break, Matt. We'll hear from some sponsors. When we come back, we're going to have an exclusive 
out-to-pasture exclusive interview with Henderson High School athletic director and head football coach Phil Castles. Oh, this all be good. You know, we got a lot of ground we could cover with Coach Castles. We do. And but timing being everything, I, th- I think it's just kind of a down period right now. And so, I thought it might be a good time to reflect with Coach Castles on what we've learned about this year and what made it so special. Yeah, it was a great year. It was a great year, great year. And we'll get his thoughts on the game and what's coming up next for the Lions. So stay tuned for that. An out to pasture exclusive interview with Phil Castles when we come back after this break on KPXI one hundred point seven FM. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who will be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd like to also point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're in the place where procrastination just met motivation, use that cell phone of yours to call State Farm agent Dave Powell today. Strong Hurt Pharmacy. Are you tired of waiting in line for your prescriptions? Are you tired of being treated impersonally by people who refuse to look you in the eye? Do you remember when you walked into a store and were greeted by name, a friendly hello, and a warm, genuine smile by people you have known and trusted in a lifetime? The Strong Hurt Pharmacy is one of only two family-owned and operated apothecaries in Henderson. Strong Hurt Pharmacy is your good neighbor pharmacy. 111 East Main, Henderson. Call 903-657-2545. Boy, Matt, that's a call we're going to miss. Yeah, we had a lot of those. We had a lot. We had four of them Friday night. Yeah. That call of LeKendrick Van Zant does it again. We're going to miss that next year. We're going to miss this senior class. Yeah. It was a great football season. It was. It was very enjoyable. Uh, of course, after the game, Savannah. I mean, Savannah's not the biggest football fan. I mean, you know that. Right. But she she enjoys going to the games. She, her senior class, I mean, she roots for those guys. She wants them to win. Sure. And uh, she was crying after the game, okay. which was, you know, it was a combination of things, obviously. But um, I think a lot of people felt like what she was doing. You know, it, it was a rough loss, but we've had a great year. Great, great year. year. Uh, proud of those guys. They did a lot. They accomplished a lot. And as a community, we ought to uh, be proud of them. Yeah, I think everybody. I mean, we always want more. I understand that. Sure. That's football. And the kids do, too. They do, too. I mean, they, were, they didn't want to lose. And speaking of guys that didn't want to lose and who always want a little bit more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're about to bring on the show with us. As I said, it's our exclusive interview. It is. We have an out-to-pasture exclusive interview with Coach Phil Castles. Coach, you there Thanks, with brother. us? I'm here. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing fine. <laughs> this has got to be a tough time of year for you. It definitely is a tough time of year. It's, it's probably the roughest time of the year. You know, a lot of combination of a lot of things. Just a, as a natural morning with any time you lose something that's uh, that you love and is important to you, and and uh, that can be in a football game or in this case, it's more than just a football game. It's uh, you know the relationships that you've had with with uh, kiddos that you've been very very close to uh, for four years changes, and uh, it changes as far as time wise, and and the time we get to see each other, and it and it changes as far as that relationship of coach and player, and so it's it's very rough on our coaching staff and our and our families, and it's very rough on these kiddos. and And, uh, 
it comes with it, and that's part of it. And, and uh, we go through it together just like we had, we did this season. Well, I don't want to dwell on it, Coach, but give give us a, a few thoughts that you've got because everybody's got their own thoughts about what happened, how it all happened last Friday night. And I'll just lead into it by saying to me, from a fan's perspective, it was a tremendous football game. My goodness, we had a, an electric crowd in that stadium just shoulder to shoulder. Matt barely had a chair. Um, everybody's on their feet. Great atmosphere. Two really good football teams playing at a very high level. From a fan's perspective, it was just fantastic. Well, it, it was a great great high school atmosphere, right? And there's nothing like Texas high school football. There's there's really not. And when you get in the playoffs, it just just gets bigger and better every week. And, you know, anytime you've got two teams that are rivals to begin with, and, uh, you know, East Texas is, is – is so uh, such a neat place to play football in, in Texas, and it, it just made it the atmosphere just like you said. It was it was definitely a, a football atmosphere, a Texas football playoff atmosphere. Lots of folks there, and you know, for us as as a team, it's uh, we talk about all the time what's our focus and how can we focus through all the distractions. And the, the bigger the game, and the farther you go, the bigger the distractions. And we view distractions as anything that uh, that takes you off what your job is that that night, and that's everything from from uh, crowd to expectations to to anything that uh, is going on in the community and anywhere else. So uh, it's a lot to focus through, and, and I felt like it took us a little while to regain our focus. Honestly, yeah, I felt like we did not play uh, as good as we normally play on defense, especially in the first half. And, and got behind, and especially in the last few minutes of the half, it gave them a touchdown that I not, did not feel like uh, we should have gave them. And so then we were playing catch up, and our kids responded the right way to adversity at, at halftime, and, and they've done that again and again and again this year. Uh, I felt like we've always come out at halftime and played very good football in the second half. We were able to do just that and, and, and played good football and, and got back in there. And, and uh, like you said, it was a great, great ball game at the end. And we ran out of time at the end, and and that's it. That's that's the way it ends up. Well, it's a, not the way we want it by any stretch. But I'm very proud of our kids. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. When you when, when your defense got that ball back with 59 seconds left, oh yeah, I yeah. turned to the people next to me and I said, "We're fixing to win this football game." I really thought we were too. All of a sudden, we had the momentum, and uh, I felt like uh, there was a reason that we we were able to hold them on that fourth down play. And, I really felt like we were going to do it. I, I believe. I thought that was it. Well, that was a shame, but I, but I know you'll agree with me. This has been a tremendous and very special group of seniors that you've had this year. Oh, yeah, no question. These, these kiddos are uh, not just athletically because they're very athletic and one of the most athletic teams I've coached, but, but more importantly, the, the character of the kids and the type of leadership that they, they've uh, given our team uh, throughout the year and throughout you know people don't realize it's not just a season you know uh, these kiddos prepare all summer long they come four days a week in the summer uh, they go through spring ball I mean for four years they do nothing but invest and uh, you know, I was talking to Keaton Hand our linebacker and senior linebacker and and he said you know I'm just I'm as this is after school he said, I'm just at a loss I don't I don't know if my focus is don't know what to focus on anymore. You know all those things. That's yeah. where you, you learn from it, you value it, appreciate it, and 
we're very blessed to go through it, and then you focus just like just like on the next goal, man, and, and that's what you got to do. You got to look at the next one and and uh, focus in like that. And you're going to be successful in everything you do as long as you you can focus and and reach for those goals and work hard for them. And, and he will, and and he'll bounce back, and he's going through the normal thing that all of them are going through, but. But he'll bounce right back just like the rest of them will, and they'll focus in, and they'll go to the next step of their lives. And, and uh, hopefully those character lessons and those, that value of hard work will, will carry over into the next next phase. Well, we, we do appreciate all you teach them, Coach. It's more than just football, obviously. Uh, there are a lot of life lessons in, involved in all this. But as you said, it's, it's been a great year, great uh, group of guys. If um, If you had to pick – one or two moments from this year, the 2016 season, what are a couple of moments that you will remember, you know, years down the road? Gosh, there's, a, there's just so many of them. You know, there's, there's a lot of little moments, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that uh, just, just the, for instance, I'll, I'll give you for instance, just walking out of the locker room, you know, uh, on that Friday night, that last one. Uh, you know, you're talking to the kids and you're hugging necks and there's a lot of folks, uh, there's not many drives in there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's part of it. And, but I tell you that the neat thing was some, some of those, those old kiddos, you know, when you, when you hug them and, and that kind of thing after the ball game, uh, you know each other so well, uh, that you don't have to say anything. And, and, uh, you know, I'm just saying, you know, that's that's when you know you know somebody when you know their thoughts and they know your thoughts, and that's the kind of close relationship we have with these kids. And so, there's tons of those moments that you look back, and there's so many good kids and so many big plays and and, and all that. You know, I just think of the the adversity that that several of them have gone through with Matthew Childers uh, battling back from a from a hip surgery. And uh, losing all that weight in the spring and thinking, my goodness, can this kid come back? And that kid never missed a day in the summer and couldn't even work out half of it. You know, just what a great leader and what a great kid and, and the encouragement of his teammates and his fellow seniors. You know, those are the things that, uh, those are the things that, those character things are things that, that you carry with you and you remember. Uh, you know, there's several specific times, and you know, I think I think back to the game that uh, we played right before the Carthage game and against El Campo, and, and you know, probably the best offensive line we've seen all year long for sure. And and as a coach, one of the best I've ever ever had to play against. And we had, you know, we've got some kids that are on defense that are uh, that are not real big, and uh, you know, our front seven's not real big, and we're not real fast. And those kids just played their tail end off and got in there and sacrificed their body and spilled and 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 uh, got down in the trenches and got them stopped in the second half. It was I've never been prouder of a bunch of kids in my life. So what about anyway? Just a lot of things like that, Coach. What about that that sort of odd circumstance where we had the last play of the first half against El Campo two weeks ago? Those kids you're talking about, El Campo's got that offensive line. They're first and goal from the one yard line, and we stop them. Yeah. I mean, that's, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And then last week, here we are again, last play of the first half. We've got got the kid pinned up against the sideline on what apparently was supposed to be a, a halfback pass, and he reverses mm-hmm. field on us and gets all the way loose and scores. And it just just odd to have that last play of the first half two weeks in a row, wasn't it? It really was, and, and complete, complete opposite results as far as the momentum going into the locker room, you know. 
Uh, but it was again uh, at halftime. We taught our kids how do we get how do you get back into a ball game? How do you get back into a big ball game like this? Well, you do it one play at a time, one score at a time, one stop at a time, and that's what our kids were able to do. So, you know, we talked to them all year long about and and we're stressed. You know, adversity. You can't have there was no David without Goliath, and and we got to have adversity to have something to overcome and and something to accomplish. And our kids respond the right way again to adversity. And, and it kind of, kind of the way they've done all year long and, and all career long. They've done that time and time again, even dating back to last year when we were playing Kilgore the last game of the week with nothing to play for. And those kids get in there and just play their tail ends off and get a win against those guys in the last, the last game of the season. So I think it's kind of indicative of all those kids, the kind of kids we have and the, and the kind of character and, and class that those kids play with. Well, Coach, we appreciate you. Congratulations on a great season, and, and more importantly, thank you for everything you do and the way that you do it. Right. Well, it's my my pleasure, and I've got uh, I'm very blessed. I've got some good kiddos to work with, and we're in a great community. And I definitely appreciate all those all the support that, that uh, we've had all all the time with with you and and with all the folks in the in the community and everywhere else. It's, it's been really nice and, and makes our season special. Yeah. Let me just say this: I believe in you. And I believe in the Henderson <laughs> Lions, and we'll be there next year again. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yes, sir. I agree. All right, Coach, enjoy a little time off, and we'll we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, yes, sir. Bye-bye. Well, that's, those are good words, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a great coach. He's. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. We like the wins. Uh, I'm a big football fan. You are, too. Um but some of those boys will never make it to the next level. Some will. And they invested a lot of their life into it. And they want to win. We want them to win. I'm not trying to minimize any losses. But 10 years down the road from now, most of them won't be playing still. But the stuff they learned through these times with those coaches and other teachers and other people, that, that will stick with them. Well, you know, the thing I appreciate the most about Coach Castles, I like what he says about you've got to have adversity. So you can learn what it's like to overcome it. Yeah, David and Goliath, like and, you said. And, you know, it's so many times, it seems to me like, especially now, you, the game goes the wrong way, and all you hear from people is, well, we, this was a bad call, or that was wrong, or just always something happened. And sometimes you got to be able to say, look, we fought as hard as we can fight, and we just didn't get there. And sometimes that's going to happen, and it's good for kids to see that it's okay to put it all out there, play as hard as you can, and sometimes you don't bring it home. But you got to pick yourself up and get up and go back at it and do it again. Though I do still question the uh, non-call A&M and LSU two years ago. That was offsides. You can still do that. Yeah. No, it was offsides, no doubt of that one. They didn't see it, SEC refs. Come on, guys. Wait, we digress. We digress. We're, we're way digress. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, that's good to hear from Coach Castle. I'm glad, yeah. he, I'm glad we didn't call him any sooner because I think that's been tough on him. Yeah, I think so. Been tough on him. Well. All right. Well, that's what. Let's go ahead and take our second break. But we do have some football to talk about this next segment. We got a little more football. We're not done yet. When we come back. We're going to kick off tonight's big game because it is still game day. Yeah. County. Carlisle is still fighting. They're going to get after McKinnon and I. We'll come be right on, back Indians. With some more out to pasture right after this on KPXI one hundred point seven FM. 
Henderson Federal Savings Bank has served the East Texas community since 1929, providing individualized customer service with a knowledgeable staff working to meet your banking needs. Henderson Federal Savings Bank offers flexible and secure direct access to your accounts through their online banking service. Henderson Federal Savings Bank provides a full range of products and services that reflect your ever-growing and changing financial needs. Located at 130 North Marshall Street, Henderson Federal Savings Bank, member FDIC. This is Jamie Holmes. My parents taught me to play fair, and I believe that whether it's in sports or in life, everyone needs to play by the rules. That's why I've made it my business to represent East Texans against unfair insurance companies for nearly 25 years. It's our job to keep them honest, and that makes my mama proud. If you need any help with the insurance company, call Jamie at 903-657-2800. He'll help you out because his mother said so. Do you think that working with a financial advisor is like trying to have a conversation in a language you don't speak? Good financial advisors will explain things to you in plain English. They should take time to make sure you understand the choices you're making and the possible outcomes. It's their job to keep you informed in a way that's clear and straightforward. Experience the difference for yourself. Call Don Howard, Jeb Howard, Micah Howard, or Charlie Hutto. Or stop by an Edward Jones office in Henderson. Straight talk. It's how Edward Jones makes sense of investing. Member SIP. I've got a tiger by the tail that's plain to see. I won't be much when you get through with me. Well, I'm a losing weight and I turn it mighty pale. Looks like I've got a tiger by the tail. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, there's going to be some tigers got by the tail tonight over I, in Palestine. Yeah, I sure hope so. I'm going to get them right by the tail. Those Carlisle Indians, we're going to take them. And yank on it. That's right. So the Carlisle Indians headed over to Palestine tonight. That's your 12-1 and 1 Carlisle Indians. That's right, 12-1 and 1 people. 12-1 and 1 Carlisle Indians headed over to Palestine to take care of a little business against those Centerville Tigers. That's right. and uh, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. It ought to be a big one. Sure want to wish good luck to our friends from Carlisle. And then over in ARP. Yeah. Kiss Marble head down to Nacogdoches, take on that yeah. bunch from Newton. Now, I've got personal experience with this bunch from Newton. And see, I have personal experience from the ARP group. Well, I hope your experience is better than mine because when I was a boy, and those are my favorite stories, and when I was a boy, you have a lot of those. <laughs> I did not want to go to Newton. In fact, I'll tell you this last baseball game of my high school regular season was at Newton. And we were getting in the bus to leave. And at that time, the football field and baseball field were right together. And my best friend, Big Frank, that was on the show, mm-hmm. we were standing in front of that bus. And the baseball coach came by and he said, Holmes, y'all get on the bus. It's time to go. And I said, Coach, I need just a minute. He said, what's the matter? I said, well, I'm, I'm feeling kind of emotional. And he walked over to him and he said, what's the matter? And I said, do you see that football field over there? Point over at that Newton football field. He said, yeah. And I said, I don't ever have to step foot on that thing again. <laughs> I have no fond memories of Newton. And well, my, my connections with ARP, you know, um, I was youth minister over there for some time, but more than that, I married um, an ARP Tiger. Uh, yes. That's where Jennifer's from. So her ARP Tigers are playing, and her Carlisle Indians, where she's principal, they're playing. I mean, she's doing pretty good. Well, she she picked... The winner at Arp, she picked a winner at Carlisle, she picked a winner in you, she's on a roll. Yeah, I like that, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I want to mention, I feel personally responsible to some extent for what happened over at Lobo Stadium last week, because as I've showed you today, I've got these little battle flags, you know, I fly on the window of my yes, truck. Yes, and everyone recognizes you that, that way. I'm the only person in town that's still flying 
was still flying a red flag from the 2010 championship season. I've been flying it ever since then. I flew it all the way down to Humble for that El Campo game. And we won. And it did its job. And when we got back home Saturday morning, went outside and checked my truck, and on my window was a stick. <laughs> no, no, no flag. Just a stick. So last week I had to fly this newfangled blue Henderson Lion flag. It's a lovely flag. But it's not the championship flag. But it didn't have the mojo. It didn't have the horse. So what flag. you're saying is that you may be responsible. I feel responsible. You feel responsible. That's feel, about the same thing. I feel responsible for what happened over there. And I'm going to, We're like Coach said, we're going to regroup. You're going gonna to need to get you another flag. Find another flag. Get some mojo. I'm going to have to drive to Humble and just press <laughs> all, retrace all my steps. Anyway, so that happens. Anyway, other things in town besides sports, uh, big parade last Santa night. Claus, Santa Claus. <laughs> There's this little event coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Santa Claus has come to town, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to go to his house. See him. <laughs> the annual Henderson Christmas Parade has kicked off the season. It was a big show, man. It's always a big show. Always a big show. And how about how about the Grand Marshal? Our first ever Christmas Parade Grand Marshal, none other than our own Mr. Gary Jones. World champion Gary Jones. Chicago. Man, what a deal. What a deal. What a what a great choice for your first ever. Yeah, that is a really good choice. Yeah. Pretty good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good time. Well, all right. Well, that's about all I've got over here on my side, man. Anything else going on your side of town? Yeah, I'm just going to be heading to Palestine and watch Carlisle play this evening. So. All right. Can't wait to see them. Go Indians. Let's see if they bring it on home. Uh, go Tigers over in ARP, So Go Tigers, go Indians. I'm not going to shout go Owls spontaneously this week. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I don't know where that happened. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us on Out to Pasture. Y'all have a good holiday season. We'll see you next week. See you next week on 100.7 KPXI.